What up, what up, what up? Welcome to The Golink Show. My name is Ben Harris. I am the founder of Golink, a goal-setting community sharing weekly challenges. These challenges are inspired by brands to bring you new ways to develop and improve yourself. You can kick back and watch me take on these exciting and uncomfortable challenges, or you can join me. I challenge every listener to complete these weekly goals. Catch the content on Instagram or Facebook at Golink Group. The Golink Show, this podcast recounts experience from the achievers of the world, but not just the success. We delve into the challenges and the struggle that we all face. How do we find the will to push through? What role do motivation, discipline, and even failure play in our lives? Let's talk about the process and not just the result. We discuss this and much more in the show. Thanks for tuning in. This week, we have my friend Brian on the show. He's the co-owner of Amplified Minds which is a accountability company that really focuses on masterminds. It's a community of achievers that help you structure your goals and really just knock your goals out of the park. So check them out, Amplified Minds. With Brian specifically, we talk about why his dad made him chop up firewood just to build character so he could get a car. The importance of accountability partners and mastermind groups. We talk about the pillars of his marriage and partnership the importance of physical activity and working out every morning, and the rest of his routine, which even includes eating fruit snacks, the basics of goal setting, his make it happen mantra, and becoming a multimillionaire in the future. He has a goal of a 100 million lifetime goal for his income. That is huge, and that's one thing I respect about him, is his specific financial goals. We talk about how he changed droning church talks to make people love and also dislike them, and why giving up friends, even good ones, is necessary at times. Alrighty, guys, let's jump straight into it. Here's the interview with Brian. All right, everyone, welcome to the Golink Show. We got my man Brian here. Um, let's just hop straight into it. So, Brian, tell us about you. Tell us about the businesses, how you grew up. Um, the businesses that you've owned and sold and your ventures and your goals just essentially give us a rundown so people will get a quick glimpse of who you are great i love it well first thanks so much for having me on the show you know Uh, to jump right into it as far as my childhood Mm -hmm. uh i will say that i did not grow up poor i did not grow up very rich but my father did well for himself Mm -hmm. with that being said he didn't i don't feel like he ever gave the silver spoon to my mouth like i just anything i wanted i don't feel like he did that Others might, but I don't feel like he did because I saw others that I feel like maybe had that. With that being said, he and his and my and my mother, mm-hmm. uh, Barry and Jennifer, they really instilled work ethic in me. Uh, one little story on that is how I got my first car. Okay. Uh, so if any of you are from Utah, then you might know of the crazy windstorm that happened. Let's see, dating myself. And when I was 16 years old, in uh, in 2006 or 2005. Mm-hmm. There was a really big windstorm, uh, 90 mile per hour winds coming out of the canyon, blew down mm. 16, 15 huge okay. trees, like ponderosa that. pines that blew down. Yeah. And uh, these were all, uh, we have very large trees, you know, they're 40 foot trees, huge trunks. Well, that was right when I was supposed to be getting my car. And my dad said, well, go chop up and let's get some firewood. <laughs> so about yeah. after six or seven months after chopping up trees with an ax, by the way, an ax, a wedge, that was it. And a sledgehammer, right? So you have a, a wet and a split hammer. That was wow. how I got my first car. So I did not pay for a car. It was a, I will say it was a nicer car. 
uh, once again, uh, so yeah, the, it was a BMW M3. It was not a brand new one. Yeah. It was a much older one, but it was still souped up kind of for racing because I was still that teenager kind of punk. Dude, that that's dope though. Week. So you chopped up wood and sold the firewood. Oh, good question. Yeah. So or, it was more so to teach work ethic, to be able to set your eyes on something or your uh-huh. sight on something and go through with it. So he said, uh-huh. once that's chopped, you get a car. So I had to chop all of the wood. Was it sold? Uh, it was more so my father already doing well for himself. He gave yeah. a lot away to the neighbors okay, that needed cool. it, so he gave it away. But it was more so to instill the work. How many it. trees did you chop up? I don't know. I lost <laughs> count, but I know that I built two massive forts that we played a lot of paintball and airsoft because they were so big. I mean, they Dude, were that's easily, you know, like a size of a house, two of them. It was, it was a lot. So it was really okay, fun. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, awesome. And what is the business that you own right now? Uh, it is called Amplified Minds. Uh, that's plural with an S at the end. Mm-hmm. So Amplified Minds is an accountability company. We specifically work with coaches, mentors, speakers, influencers, those types of individuals that are out there that are really making an impact on this world yeah. that have programs that they're selling, that have packages, that have products. We are the ones that are on the back end fulfilling, making sure that you are accomplishing your goals. Like we all know, uh, when you're young and your mom says to be able to make the bed, you kind of just go, ugh. But then mm-hmm. you have a friend coming over and you want to make your bed. So that friend, without him really knowing, he was your accountability partner, making yeah. sure that he was getting That's you funny. to do something. When you get older, you need people like that that are great business friends. Uh, sorry, friends that are just normal business friends in your spiritual life, if, if it's church. You mm-hmm. need someone holding you accountable. Unless you're that godly-like person that can hold yourself 100% accountable. Yeah. If you're out there, find me, please. Find, <laughs> find Ben. Find us. Yeah. But you need someone to be able to hold you accountable uh-huh. to get more accomplished more than you could by yourself. That's what we do. Okay, that's dope. And what's been, in your opinion, one of the coolest transformations or just experiences that you've seen of someone come in and the transformation that they've made just being held accountable? Uh, yeah, a lot of stories to choose from. Yeah. Uh, one that would probably be the most specific would be when we worked with individuals, uh, without saying his name, just for yeah. privacy purpose. But we worked with a coach. He teaches on confidence. Okay. He teaches on like how online. to be more confident. Yeah, so Is it's it like online. a webinar or something like that? Yes. Yeah, so he, okay. he has PDFs that he's created. Uh, he has books, audio recordings. And then what we do on the back end with Amplified mm-hmm. Minds, we provided accountability via text and also via mastermind groups online. So through Zoom cool. platform. And we would hold everyone accountable. But there were a couple gentle, gentlemen and also some women that were having some massive goals that they were trying to hit within the sales organization of mm-hmm. selling knives or uh, out there in the insurance industry, but they all 10 X about five X or 10 X their goals of what they wanted to sell simply because they had someone holding them accountable that they did not feel like they were being micromanaged. Cause there's a very mm-hmm. big difference between micromanagement and accountability. Accountability is someone that you respect that you want to be able to hold you accountable because you know, you need more out mm-hmm. of yourself and someone else can pull that out of you. Mm-hmm. Micromanagement. If you've ever been in a job and you know that someone's breathing over your shoulder, it doesn't feel good. Sure, it might get some results, not the most, might get some, but it doesn't feel good. And who cares about accountability if it doesn't feel good on the back end? Yeah, that's cool. So what what's the time frame for them five or ten Xing their goal? Uh that was over the course of a three month program that we worked with them. So like did you set a like they came in with a goal and they said, No, we're gonna five or ten exit? Great question. So how we work it with Amplified Minds, we mm. never want to set the goal for the individual. Why okay. is because you can't you you can't judge anyone as far as what they can accomplish. Only the individual can help themselves mm. accomplish that amount. Now you can sure push them forward, but 
how we go about it is if you said, what are your challenges? What's like the number one thing that's holding you back? That's a question that normally is not asked. It's what mm-hmm. do you need? Something that like you're looking for, but not what is the challenge that's holding you back? So that's how we start off our mastermind groups is what's the challenge. Mm-hmm. And with all the other individuals, the facilitator that's making sure the meeting is going correctly, uh, we dig down into that challenge, not to overcome it right then and there. That that doesn't happen. It happens over time. Yeah. But we come up with ideas that they can implement while they're away from the mastermind group that simply can change their mindset, can change actions, can change uh, a lot of different things, but we focused on the challenge and that's how they overcame the, which for them, it was the mindset. Okay. I love it. And for all the listeners, or even if you're new, you know, I'm a freak about like weekly, daily, just goals and general accountability. So Brian, who's your accountability partner? Great. I have multiple in different yeah. facets of my okay. life. One in love business, it. no doubt my business partner, Matt Fritchie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hold each other accountable on just outside of a friendship level. Uh, when we have different things that we need to be doing, we hold each other accountable because it's very easy when you're doing a lot of different things in your life to just get sidetracked. Uh, mm-hmm. in, in the spiritual life, uh, I have other people that are part of my religion that hold me accountable for things that we are trying to do, obviously. And do you like check in weekly, like every yeah. Sunday? Uh, well, outside of going to church every single yeah. Sunday, we text each other while we're away from church to be able to make sure that we're doing the things that we said while we were at church. Okay. Uh, okay. But my biggest accountability partner in life in this mortal life would hands down be my wife. Yeah. Shayla. And if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> uh, she helps me with a lot of stuff yeah. because what I don't have in myself, is one of the main reasons why I married her and she Mm -hmm. holds me accountable to that. Okay, so while we're on that topic, um, I really admire this part of you and your relationship with your wife. And it's not, it's not common. And I hope you know, that's a that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. That your relationship of holding each other accountable, and really pushing each other to achieve more is really cool. So thank you. Like, how did you like we guys were first dating, like, did you give her a warning? Like, Hey, I'm a freak for like, I'm, I'm an achiever. Watch out. Or like, how did that first come up? Like in your relationship? Great question. I don't think anyone's ever asked me that before. Uh, how I would probably put it was the type of person I am today is not mm-hmm. at all who I was back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, during high school. If, if there's any gamers mm-hmm. listening to this, <laughs> I used to be very big into, you know, gears of war and halo yeah. and Call of duty and all of mm-hmm. that. <clears throat> which there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. I still applaud those people, people make can, lots of money. <laughs> I still applaud the people that can just kill it online and make all that money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to be able to take my, my life in a little bit of a different route due to my father doing well with his own company. That was one of the things that got me in this direction going, but my wife. So when we first met, I, yes, I was an achiever. I was not an overachiever. Like I feel like I am mm. now and I hope I can always continue that. But I told her when we, before we married, no doubt, when we were talking about marriage, uh-huh. if she's okay to be able to not be liked by everybody. Mm. Um, and what I mean by that is I don't ever want to offend someone intentionally, but I really want to be able to make sure that I'm putting my point across as strongly as I possibly can. And she knows my point in this life is to be able to help people achieve more. And I know that that's a very broad spectrum, but how we're doing that currently is through Amplified Minds and holding people accountable. So uh, it was a slow transition with her and it's still every single day a struggle. If anybody's marriage, you know that it's a struggle, (laughs) but it's also the best gift that I've ever had. That's awesome. So what are the few pillars in your relationship when you're going looking for a life partner? What are those few pillars that you set before you even 
Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, no doubt. The first and foremost with me being a religious person, mm-hmm. I wanted someone that I felt like was more spiritual than myself. And what I mean by that is I never have felt like I'm going to fall away from the religion that I am a part of, mm-hmm. but I never wanted to be able to imagine if my, if I would possibly fall away from it. So I was looking for someone that, you know, some people say, oh, they have a great spirit. Well, that was one thing that I was no doubt looking for her. Yeah. And she had uh, an incredible spirit and she was 10 times more spiritual than I was. Mm-hmm. I think because she has patience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that most of it. I'm not a very yeah. patient person. I'm trying to be better at that. So that was one of the pillars. Another one was mm-hmm. physical. Uh, I don't think anyone should ever marry someone that they're not attracted to. <laughs> so that <laughs> Probably hands not. down was uh, yeah. someone that uh, I found very attractive. But the the real backbone behind the physicality is if you've ever heard the rock, what his rock, no pun, no pun intended with that one. His foundation is on what he builds Dwayne <laughs> Johnson on how he yeah. roots himself every single day. It is the gym. Same thing for Mark Wahlberg and some mm-hmm. other people that you might hear their story. That is 100% hands down the exact same thing for both me and my wife. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that we do have in common because there are things that we don't have in common. Uh, but physicality, a.k.a. working out of the gym, biking, mm-hmm. swimming, whatever it may be. It doesn't have to be the gym. Yeah. Something that we root ourselves each morning with. So we wake up at 5 in the morning. I, we'll, we'll get to the morning routine later. But I really wanted to be able to find someone that would agree with me on staying in shape because that's something that once again going back to religion i believe that our bodies are temples and i want to be able to take care of them well yeah and you know going back to the rock dude he like you've seen like some of his posts about going to china he gets there at three in the morning and the first first thing he does he has to go to the gym because it just like gets him in the right mindset doesn't even matter the time zone. He is just yep. a machine. So I look up to it him. It does help that, you know, he has a traveling gym <laughs> yes, and he can go anywhere gym. he wants and just yeah. have a gym but there. But still, even with that, there's no excuses if not. I mean, you can always do push-ups and sit-ups, things like that. Yep. Yeah, you might be shaking your head at home saying those suck, which I'm kind of there with you. I'm not a big fan of just doing that home workout. Mm-hmm. But there's no excuse for not saying you can't do something physical. Yeah, that's yep. true. So since you brought it up, let's just talk about it. The morning routine. So you wake up at five. How long have you been doing this? Uh, I don't know. I would say less than two years probably. Okay. But with that, I have always been, I feel like more of a night person. And, and mm. I, this is actually one thing that I, I have an opinion on. When people say I'm more of a night person, I'm more of a morning person. I think that's usually just what they decide that they want to be. Yeah. Because you can change yourself. You can 100% change your habits or attitudes. Mm-hmm. It might take time, but I feel like I have been more of a night person. Now I feel like I am more of a morning person. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe being married has changed something of that where we want to go to bed earlier. No, we yeah. don't even have kids yet. So I know that'll change more when we do have kids. <laughs> yeah. But our morning routine uh, starts at 5 a.m. Every single morning we both wake up. Luckily, my wife and I have jobs that allow us to be able to wake up at the same time. Uh, so we both wake up at 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. We get ready in the morning. I mean, I have a very set routine. I have almost the exact same amount of oatmeal every single morning. I have a half a banana. I have my multivitamins. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have one cup of water. I sometimes have a pre-workout if I'm feeling really Mm -hmm. lethargic that morning. I also have one pack of, uh, what are they called? Uh, Fruit snacks. I have a pack of fruit snacks. Uh, So that's- Are they normal fruit snacks? No, these are super fruit snacks. (laughs) (laughs) They're just the normal- (laughs) Super uh, fruit snacks. What are they? Uh, Anyway, they're the- 
forest. There's something dark forest or like black forest gummy bears. Oh, I can't okay, remember okay. what they're. It's something forest. Interesting. But those okay. every single morning, and then when I get to the gym, I have huh. a little bit of water once again to yeah. make sure to hydrate. So that's my routine every single morning. I mean, it's hands down almost identical every single morning how uh-huh. I wake up to make sure that I have myself on a routine because if not. That is why I think most people are not morning people mm-hmm. is they don't have a routine. I mean, am I tired every single morning? Yes. Is the rock <laughs> tired? I bet he's tired every morning, but with yeah. his routine, he can kick his physio- physiology, uh, spirituality, emotionality, you know, all yeah. that into gear by having a routine. Yeah. And the funny thing is you mentioned about like people just decide that. Mm-hmm. So it, that happened to me last year. So I'd always tell myself that I sucked like at mm-hmm. waking up early. Yeah, but Brian, I wasn't a morning or an evening person. I'd be the front of first. I would fall or I'd fall asleep watching a movie yep. always. Yeah, and then I would like wake up like you know seven thirty eight, go to work. Sure. You know, then go to school, like go to college, come back and fall asleep. You know, like yep. yeah, I was still going to work and going to school, but then I went to Europe and my my clock was thrown off. And I was naturally waking up earlier, like four thirty-five. Sure. And I've never gone back just because it's weird when you start look like looking forward to waking up. That is so true. I think when people hear me say that, that I'm like excited to be able to wake up and go to the gym at five. Mm-hmm. You ask me as a teenager, I think you're ludicrous. Yeah. That that's crazy. But you ask me how long I've been doing this. I've been on and off for five, six years by doing this at five in the morning, maybe five thirty, six o'clock. But ever since I told myself I think The Rock had an impact on me. Dwayne Johnson, that is, mm-hmm. had an impact on me because we all know how successful he is. Yeah. We all know how driven he is, how much he's accomplished. Well, he's and been through a lot too, man. He's like, been it's, through tons. It's, it's not just like, yeah. hey, dude, you're super, su- it's like super successful. Yeah. You know, he started from nowhere and he is now where he is. And yeah. uh, so having a routine from every single book, I love to read every single day audiobooks reading you know in paper whatever that may be reading has hands down told me wake up early if you want to be successful yeah. is that something you have to do no i mean there are there's rules or sorry there's there's what, what am i supposed to say there's uh th- what am i trying to say there's it's more like a guideline i mean just according to most books if you want to be successful most successful people wake up early mm-hmm. are there people that wake up late oh yeah totally fine yeah. i just want to stack as many things as possible in my favor that I've seen other successful people do. Yeah. Which most, I would agree that most uber successful people wake up before anyone. Yes. Um, so you mentioned books. How often do you read a book? Like how often do you finish a book? It depends on my, my, uh, method of studying because Mm -hmm. there are times that I get, I love to research. Mm -hmm. I think that's very enjoyable for me. Uh, I've taught myself some speed reading techniques, not as much as my business partner, other people that we know that Mm -hmm. can plow through a book in an hour and a half. I I like to go into the details. I like to go into the story. I like to kind of get enveloped in the book. Mm -hmm. So one a week is, is fair to say whether that be audio, whether that be just reading. I want to still great. One a week is still when comparison to some people, it's not even one a year, Mm -hmm. one a week is fantastic. So props. I I used to hate reading. Thank you. I used to hate reading until, uh, you guys might know the book. It's called the secret. Mm -hmm. It's quite the classic one. And I, I think that might be a lot of people's books, but that was Mm -hmm. the first one that opened my eyes to let's not read 
Now, as much as I love Lord of the Rings, hands down, best movie out there. <laughs> but as much as I like to read that stuff yeah. or or Mistborn or, you know, I'm just throwing out other books that people might know, you know, like Twilight, or Harry mm-hmm. Potter, things like that. Yeah, yeah. There's a time and a place for that. I mm-hmm. think you need to have you have to have your creative side. But I got hooked on business books because of the education behind it where I had real life applications. Okay, that's dope. And since we're on this topic of just like first I just for real like I'm happy that I met you and I I want to admit that as soon as I met you that you made me up my game Hmm. like as far as my mindset like you read a book a week or even like your financial your specific financial goals Mm -hmm. um and I think that's really important and just because you know if you're the smartest person in the room you're in the wrong room, you know? (laughs) And so like, I just wanted to tell you, like I had that feeling and it's, it's a good thing. I think obviously, I mean, I would agree. It's a good thing that you want to surround yourself with people that are better than you in, you know, certain ways, even like in a relationship with your wife. Mm -hmm. So you can compliment each other. Um, do you have like, since you have like an accountability company, Mm -hmm. what are some just, basic or just things that are just true like tips for goal setting if you don't do it and even if it scares you because i've even read some things about how goal setting is bad and the reason why it's bad is because say okay in 2019 i want to lose 10 pounds Mm -hmm. by march and then if you only lose nine yep you're like damn i lost nine i suck yeah you don't look at the progress that you made. So, you know, I think that can be coached. And I think that is a good thing that you've lost nine sure, instead sure. of 10. Yep. But what are some just mainstay, all like those truisms goal, for goal goals? setting 101 yeah. in Brian's mm-hmm. terms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this would go back a little bit to the physicality of what I was looking for in a wife and now that we wake up at five and we have a routine routine mm-hmm. being the main word just the other day i was at a family event where a brother-in-law asked me hey i'm getting in you know it's the new year's if you're listening to this somewhat right now it's in january that we're mm-hmm. recording this so a lot of people have the new year's resolutions and they just said brian shea which is my wife you mm-hmm. guys have a lot of fitness tips you guys have done shows you've you know you do that kind of stuff what would be the one tip and this goes mm-hmm. back to goals as a whole to answer that question mm-hmm. I said, if you just allow yourself to say, I'm going to work out five times a week, that's great. But without setting a time, especially for working out, especially for goals, and that's where you have to be able to set a deadline. Mm. So if it's a goal, setting a deadline, if it's working out, setting you know a time that day. But I, I said, having a single time during the day, and now we're taking this to generic goals, obviously, having a time that you know you're going to do blank, and that's where accountability comes hands down i think goal setting is is accountability 101 mm-hmm. and once again there's not a single person that has 100 percent accountability in this world but there are freaks out there that no doubt can do incredible things by themselves mm-hmm. uh so one being holding yourself accountable to the goal that you set and the reason behind it is the most important having the why behind why you want to accomplish mm-hmm. something uh working out for me is not for to look good, even though that that is 100% a byproduct and I very much appreciate it, (laughs) but it is, I Mm -hmm. want to be around for my family when they're older. Mm -hmm. I want to have, once again, kind of going back to that stacking of habits, I want to stack as many 
things as possible in my books when it comes to health, mm-hmm. uh, whether that be cardiovascular, whether that be uh, anaerobic, something that's going to push me to the limit to, be able to live as long as possible, but actually still be coherent. You know, I don't want to be a vegetable. Yeah. Well, I just enjoy it. Like it just feels good. Like you have yes. more energy. So, so that, you know? so yeah, to answer that accountability and having a why behind it, mm. the, the, the next one, I know people say a goal not written or however the saying goes, a goal not written down isn't a goal. It's just a dream yeah. or it's just a vision. Uh, on be more so than that, in my opinion, than writing mm-hmm. it down is telling someone that you respect mm-hmm. that, that cares about your success, I think is much more vital than writing it down. That is if the person, it goes back to accountability, but that's how I've seen it be successful mm-hmm. for all of our clients. And for myself, telling someone that, you know, that will hold you accountable to that goal and if you don't accomplish it, you, you're not letting yourself down. You're letting them down. You're mm-hmm. letting anybody else that you've told. So tell as many people as possible. I don't care what platform you use. I don't yeah. care if it's text, your friends, Facebook, Instagram, anything of that sort. Tell as many people as possible because the more people you tell, yeah. the higher likelihood is that you're going to accomplish it. Yeah, and I agree. And then one thing to even watch out for when that happens, I think you we see this in social media. People announce something. Yes. And they get a false sense of accomplishment. Yes. Because you announce it and you get that feeling, you get that dopamine yeah, rush. Instant like, gratification of likes and all that. And, uh, yep. and you're like, sweet. I already like yeah. you, you feel <laughs> yeah, gratified because you announced it and you, but no, you still got to do the work, man. Yep. You know? Yeah. Nothing beats hard work. So with, um, let's jump into your like financial goals. Cause this is sure. another thing that I feel like I'm still working on, like my relationship with money mm-hmm. and so what are your like specific financial goals for this year or a few years? Just let us know what they are. Sure. Uh, this is one thing that I just got in a little quarrel with, with one of my friends huh. is how much to make, when to make, hmm. why you want to make it. I'll take this back to when I was 26 and a half. And this might've been a question you would have been asking later, yeah. but when I was 26 and a half, or it was just, you know, let's just call it 26, 26 and a half right in there. Uh-huh. Uh, Amplified Minds had already started. Mm-hmm. We were growing. We didn't have a complete sense of direction of where we were going. But I saw my father being successful. I saw my father-in-law being successful, both of them being entrepreneurs. I saw anyone that I looked up to that was wealthy, that I respected. That, once again, they have to be a humble, good person. I don't, I don't, the whole rich person that's just a snob, you know, to each their own. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's not the type of person I want to interact with. Right. But I saw all the people that I had seen that were financial that were very successful. They all did it through entrepreneurship. They did it through risking because not you can't play it safe and get to the multimillionaire status nope. that you hope for mm-hmm. quick. I mean, you can get there at 75, 80. <laughs> Compound interest will get you there, but I want to <laughs> yeah. be young and I want to experience life mm-hmm. younger. Uh, so as far as those goals, when I was 26, if you ever run into me, uh, you will look at my phone until I am the age 31 and a half. And on my background, it says, make it happen. So that's kind Mm -hmm. of a mantra to my entire life. Yeah. It's simple black, just says, make it happen in white. And that is, I set that and I told myself that I would not change my screensaver for five years. Sorry, Mm -hmm. not screensaver, my background for five years, period, until I got to the status of multimillionaire. Is there a number attached to that specifically? No. It was more Mm -hmm. so wealthy to be able to 
enjoy life as I want, but to be able to help as many people as I want. Mm -hmm. Uh, This goes back to my why of money. There are multiple facets, but the underlying factor is, in my opinion, the only single way that you can possibly help someone is with time or money. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can, if you're religious, you can pray for them. That goes back to time. If you want to be able to help someone be able to get a house, that goes back to money. Or, or relationships, which goes back to time. Mm-hmm. So time and money are the only way that you can help people out, in my opinion. And most people in this world don't have either. Yeah. Uh, little alone one. So if you are rich that have multiple streams of passive income or active income that you work a little bit at, you now have the time. You now have the money to be able to help people out. So I set my mind at 26. This is... You know, a little bit after I had read the book, The Secret, which I said was one of that really switched mm-hmm. my mindset that if I want to help as many people as possible in different facets that I care about, physical, spiritual, entrepreneurship, things of that, that sort, I needed time and money. So I made it a promise to myself to be able to work my butt off. And I still find myself working 80, 100 hour weeks, uh, very common hmm. consecutively, because like what we're doing right now. It's something that it's after hours of work, but mm-hmm. I enjoy this because if, as long as you can get your voice out there, it's going to reach somebody. Yeah. Uh, so financial goals, it was that that was not a number. So now the number that you're asking for, uh, if you guys know the book, Ten uh, X yeah, by, by Grant by Grant Cardone, mm-hmm. uh, that was one that really opened my eyes. When I was young, I thought four hundred thousand was a magical number, and if you made four hundred thousand, you were the richest person in the world. And you like could in a anything. year or just total in a year, okay, in a year. Okay, okay. If you could have four hundred thousand dollars uh-huh. each year that you were making. Now, hey, we're not talking taxes here. Let's just call it four hundred thousand dollars <laughs> actual net earnings. Yeah, yeah. You could do literally anything you want, and mm-hmm. that all goes back to whatever you consider relative to your life. Mm-hmm. Four hundred thousand could make someone live their wildest dreams, but if you That's want true. a yacht. I don't care who you are. It's not going to buy you a multi, multi-million dollar yacht. Mm-hmm. Is that something some, everybody needs? No. Is it a luxury <laughs> that if you want, you need money? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought 400000 when I read the book 10X. Mm-hmm. We all know the numbers with that one. So now $4 million each year is like a, that would be a fantastic goal. And this goes back yeah. to what you said, Ben, is if I don't hit that, am I a sucker? No. But I like to, <laughs> I like to set yeah. my sights on something so that mm-hmm. I can work towards something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as far as my, my life goal, money wise, if we're putting a number on it and I told my wife this not too long ago and she was like, go for it, baby (laughs) (laughs) was, uh, $100 million. So a hectamillionaire, uh, that is something lifetime or per year lifetime goal. Okay. Okay. Uh, I was going to say dude, but I know (laughs) I believe in you that you can do it yearly. I know people can do it when (laughs) companies go public and so on and so forth, but if I can have a net worth of a hundred million dollars. And this is where I got in a little tiff with a friend of mine mm-hmm. that he said, what in the world does anyone need a hundred million dollars for mm-hmm. Bill Gates? Now I know he's a multi-billionaire. We're not, mm-hmm. I'm not talking those numbers, but I'm using this as an example. Mm-hmm. He has the largest nonprofit in the world that has helped eradicate and is trying to eradicate diseases across the world. That is phenomenal. The only single possible way that he could have ever helped those amounts of millions and millions of people, the only way period, I don't care who you are, Come and find me. It's impossible. It was with billions of dollars mm-hmm. because he had the time to be able to do it. It's true. And he had the money. Because when did he retire? And I don't know. I, I know like he's, he's it was reti- like earlier yeah. than like the normal. <laughs> and that's just what he's doing, you know, with the Gates Foundation with him yes. and his wife. Yes, exactly. It's like all they do. It's all they do now. So as far as retired, I mean, I think probably when he became the first, you know, when he put a B after his name and became <laughs> a billionaire, I think he was probably yeah. already done, but he still was working hard. So yeah. Uh, 
a hundred million is just a goal that I've set my mind to. And mm-hmm. what, the easiest thing, I, I don't know where I heard this from, mm-hmm. but very often my answer when people say, why in the world? Uh, someone said it and I'm probably saying it, but I'm just changing it. It was because I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, not going religious again. And I know I've brought this up multiple times, but I do believe that we're on this earth that can accomplish incredible things. Yeah. And because I can, that would be an answer. Cause like you want to reach your potential. I want to reach my potential. And I was, yeah. Um, I was listening to, I was telling you earlier about Ben Shapiro's interview with Lewis Howes. Yes. And the question was asked, what's the best piece of advice or you've something you've ever heard. Mm. And it was, I think from his fifth grade teacher or some teacher. And it's funny or even second grade, he was like eight years old when he heard this and he still remembered it. It was something to the effect of, don't let potential read on your tombstone. Ah, uh, yeah. So essentially, right, like to fulfill your potential because you can. Yep. Right. Like, why not really test your limits? Yeah. Again, it is our choice that so we can do what we want. Yes. But I really hope people can fulfill that potential. Yes. Because it like it feels good, dude. It feels good to be uncomfortable. Uh, just mm-hmm. to go on a twenty-second rant. <laughs> I d- I personally don't think yeah. you'll you will ever accomplish your potential and even if you don't know what your potential is mm-hmm. unless you're doing something uncomfortable i don't think you'll ever reach it preach dude so i love I, it i love to be uncomfortable in a good yeah. sense don't put yourself in danger i'm just talking <laughs> in a good sense of being uncomfortable yeah. something that you've never done before is the only way that i think you will ever find your potential and achieve your potential yeah and dude i agree with with everything you're saying and with your friend or just anyone else why sure. do you why do you think that i i know why like that i've been told money is evil or i perceived it sure as evil so what are your thoughts on to dispel that like why is money not evil and why do people think that i i personally don't believe in this lifetime of mine that that belief will be disproven hmm. but i do think for the people that need to hear it uh, will find the answer that they're looking for. Like the internet, you know, you search whatever it is. I don't know how the saying goes, but you find what you're searching for. Yeah. And that is so true when it comes to money. Uh, it completely depends on how you were raised. I was raised mm-hmm. once again with a, with a, with parents that did well. Yeah. Uh, they did it through the entrepreneurship realm mm-hmm. in medical sales. I, <clears throat> so I was raised knowing that I, I saw how much good they did for other people. Mm-hmm. My mom being the most selfless, like you know (laughs) with all the money that they had made you know spending one dollar at mcdonald's she's like but we can we get it cheaper elsewhere i mean she's super super frugal so good thing that my dad married her uh, or all the money would be gone he just spent it all (laughs) Uh, yeah no that's cool what who is who's the author of the harry potter books again what's her name jake uh jk rowling jk rowling yeah so i think i'm not sure if this is accurate just because i saw on social media Sure, but uh, <laughs> but there was something that said that she used to be a billionaire, but then she donated so much money that she nah. downgraded to a millionaire. I I could completely believe that just with how well Harry Potter as a franchise has done. Yeah, but she downgraded because she gave so much money away. Sure, that she went down to a millionaire. Gotta which that. like if you do the math, I'm not smart enough to do it right now. But you think how much money? Like if you have billions or just a billion, mm-hmm. how much money you have to spend? It's, it's it's mind-boggling really you is. know like it's a ton yeah to sp- to, yeah so as far as to answer the question to go mm-hmm. back you know uh i think as far as 
half of the world when it when we look at it from a religious view mm-hmm. you know in the bible no doubt it says the money well what is it i'm probably going to butcher now you guys are going to laugh at me but it's the money is the root of all or <laughs> the root the, of all the, evil the, sorry the love of money is the root mm. of all evil it's the love yes. uh and that goes back to whatever it is that you want to accomplish so if it's simply just about to get the riches of this world just to make money just to have money i do think that that's a bad thing because it'll make someone uh amplify whoever they are i don't know where i heard this but this is probably the most true thing that i ever heard in my opinion is Mm -hmm. all money does is amplify who the person already is it's true Uh, so money will make a bad person worse and better better Mm -hmm. and as far as debunking the belief i think you have to be able to see who you are and what your goal is on life and who you want to be able to help out and it goes back to what i think i said is time and money yeah if you don't have either you're only going to be helping yourself and you might even be degrading slowly mm-hmm. if you're not having either because i don't think we were put on this work or world just to help ourselves. i think we were mm-hmm. here on this world to be able to help as many single people as possible until the day you die yeah well and it's like it can be used for good but mm-hmm. it even goes into comparisons like if we start comparing ourselves yeah dude even when you like you know net 100 million they're still billionaires there's always someone more. there's 101 millionaire yeah. Yeah. you know like and it's all like, yeah, it goes back to relative. You can live on any yes. means. I mean, you know, you can live on 30, 40 K or 80 or whatever, yep. but it's what type of lifestyle and what do you want to do? Cause yeah, if you have massive amounts of money, you can do mm-hmm. tons of good. And, and, and it, dude, yep. it just releases a lot of stress. It too, does. You know? Yeah. I mean, you can do good without money. No mm-hmm. doubt. Uh, for, I'm not like pointing out any individuals, but some people that, have dedicated their life to said religion or something of that sort Without where they don't money. care about money. Mm-hmm. You can still help tons and tons of people out. It's just the way you want to help people out. Mm. Uh, do I want to be a dentist? I, at one point I thought I did. No, I don't <laughs> at all anymore. Yeah. But without dentists, our teeth wouldn't be helped out. So it depends on how you want to help people out. You have to help people out in different ways. So when you see people helping yeah. someone out in a different way than you believe set, that person that's receiving the help wants that help in that way, yeah, most like likely. That. So you have to help people out in the way that they want. And without telling people what you want or without other people telling what they're wanting, you can't help them out in the right direction. You might help yeah. them, but it might be down a wrong rabbit hole. And you got to be able like to make that. sure that you're helping them the way that you, they need help, the way that you want to give help with the time and money that you want. Well, I like that because we all play a part in a whole. Yes. And we all do different things. Completely. Yeah, I love it, dude. Um so you mentioned how you grew up and your dad was and parents were an entre- entrepreneurs. How, like, what was your first business? What was your first taste of you trying your own business? I think I had a couple here and there that mm-hmm. I wouldn't call completely legitimate because it was more so just having fun as far as like yeah. actually making it legit with the state <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, would be a window washing business that I started uh-huh. with my friend, uh, Braden Murdoch. Mm-hmm. Uh, look up to that guy. Once again, he's the one that's going into medical school. Mm-hmm. I think he has the brains to be able to do something that I could never accomplish because of the way he wants to help people mm-hmm. because of the time that and the money that he wants to be able to put towards this earth once again. So that's something that I would have never been able to do, but we did a window washing business mm-hmm. and uh, it was super, super fun to not only give people beautiful windows that we would call like the eyes of their house and it would really brighten it up. Uh, I'm like, sure we yeah. could go into the marketing and how we grew it. That was fun. Yeah. But I loved seeing the, I loved with all my heart being able to 
go to the go to the person that we just watched the house for and they say here's a tip and for me to be able to give the tip to the employees because it was their work that they did mm -hmm. so to be able to help the employees out i thought that was just so fun so when i see companies like the company my wife works for it's a multi-billion dollar corporation and the stuff that they put back into the employees i love that so much when in, when a company is helping their employees out and they have a community within it. I think that mm -hmm. is just so fun. So mm -hmm. when we started our own business, that was one thing that we were really big on and giving incentives and things of that mm -hmm. sort. I thought it's really fun. Uh, also, I think growing something from nothing is one of the most exhilarating things ever. And I agree. You can only do that with, well, in my mind, within business, you can do that with an entrepreneurship. And I think that is so fun. So I want you to tell the story um, about when you and your wife shortly married in the you know latter-day saint religion that you usually give a talk in church yeah about you know when so tell us just this quick story because <laughs> i love it i think it's a good lesson for me and even like my theme of my for myself this year is to be bold sure. okay and so what is the story well for those that don't know uh the church that he was just referring to just to make sure it was the church of latter-day saints well, G the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is the full name of the church. People refer to them as the Mormons. When you're in that church, a very common that the congregations, people that are within it, before the before the meeting happens, you are asked to give a talk, and you go up on stage. You're not getting paid for this. This is all volunteer work, <laughs> yeah. and you go up and you just you're you're in essence preaching 100% because if you're following the Spirit, whatever that you deem quote unquote the Spirit, mm -hmm. you talk to the congregation. Very common and. This is where being bold, I kind of being bold, I think goes hand in hand kind of with pet peeves because it's like you got to be bold on what you believe. Mm -hmm. That means you have pet peeves elsewhere. One of my pet peeves is going to church. Uh, and this is probably true in other churches as well, but I don't know. So I'm not going to speak on them. Yeah. But you go there and you just hear the very basic topics, which basic like faith, service, charity, things like that. They're fundamental and they will always be there. But when someone brings them up and they don't, that nothing was like, blows your mind, but nothing blows my mind while I'm talking about it. Mm -hmm. I start zoning out. I look over and I see people playing phone games. I see yeah. kids not paying attention, which sure kids that are too young, they can't even pay attention anyway. So that's fine. But as far as adults and teenagers and young adults that just don't even care what's going on, because like, why are you heard even it there? a million times, it's like, why are you there? You're not supposed to be doing what you're doing, which is listening yeah. or feeling the spirit or learning. So when I got married, shortly after I got married, I told my wife that me being a bold individual. Yeah. So I love that your your mantra mm -hmm. this year is is being bold, be bold. Mm -hmm. I told my wife that when I speak in church, you might be a little surprised because mm -hmm. I my goal, and I don't mean this in a negative way. I'll explain. So hear me <laughs> yeah. out after this. Don't just pause it. Is yeah. if I don't offend someone, I didn't speak correctly in a large mm. group of people. Even that, that goes back to talking with one person. If I don't offend them or I don't wow them, I feel like I did my, I didn't do my job. And what I'm, what I mean by that is I am not going up on stage and saying things that I know, or I hope intentionally hurt someone. I just know that if I'm not being bold enough in what I believe in and put it across in a way that people will go, oh my gosh, have an aha moment, mm -hmm. have their jaw like completely dropped. Like I've never thought about it this way and open their mind up. I don't feel like I'm doing my duty as a person because this is something that I would be bold and say any listener, anyone that is somehow utilizing this information right now, the only people that you look up to in this world, whether they be financial, spiritual, business, whatever that may be, 
they were bold enough to be able to make you pay attention to them and respect mm-hmm. them. They were not a little negative Nancy. They were not a little, you know, a passive Paul, I guess, if I'm going. Passive with, Paul. Uh, passive Paul. I just made that one <laughs> if that's a, someone. You know, they're not yeah. someone that was just cruising through life. They were someone that was so bold that you hated them for it or you loved mm-hmm. them for it. Yeah. That is something that I, to the day I die, I hope that when I speak in front of groups of people, I wow every single person or I upset some people or I upset all of them. Because if I'm mm-hmm. passive and someone didn't get anything out of it, I did not do my job in taking a stance bold enough. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, I love that story. And I believe you had people come up to you, right? Of both. Yes. You had people yes. who loved I it and <laughs> hate it. I had most most people came up and said, I loved what you just talked about. Yeah. That is something I've never thought about that way. I appreciate it. Uh-huh. But there were people that you could see the look on their face. I had people that even <laughs> came up and just kind of said, I'm not a big fan of how you put it that way. And I said, that's that's totally fine. Yeah, like, that's, that's okay. just how I believe in it. That's okay. Yeah. Like, I hope you have your own view and I'd love to hear it someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I mean, dude, I love that story. I think it's a good lesson. Like, if you're not willing to be critiqued or mm-hmm. hated on, or judged yep then don't do anything interesting or new like yeah. you know like so I, I love that yours is bold be bold because mm-hmm. that is something that every single person listening to this should go and do something bold today i would love that as a challenge like dude i, I, oh, I, I love, love that. that however that may be okay i will i'll think of something to be bold <laughs> all right so we've come to a segment in the show where i call scroll my soul and what that <laughs> yeah that's right and what it means is I write down on my phone, there's, you know, in the notes app, I keep a list of what I'm reading or listening to or conversations, what inspires me. And then I randomly go through and I select something for each guest. And so what I have for you, um, this goes into false beliefs a little bit. Sure. Um, We often decide what will happen or we often decide the outcome before it even happens to us in relation to preconceived possibility so i just want to know how you relate to that like what does that mean to you as far as we often decide what's already like occurred Mm -hmm. before it even happens to us i have plenty to say on this because one (laughs) of my mentors is his name is bob cattell a Mm -hmm. phenomenal uh, public speaker that speaks with tony robbins and all Mm -hmm. those types of individuals uh he speaks a lot on memory he speaks a lot on depression but he is a very inter- I love mentors that don't have the total views as you do because I love love goal setting and he is totally against it. That's one of the reasons why we have him as a mentor because he has such a different view and perspective on life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but say, say the quote again and then I'm going to go right into my story. We often decide what will happen or what occurs before it even happens to us. Okay, so Bob Cattell always says, so what do you, you know, say if you're mad. Uh, think of something that makes you mad right now, whatever you're listening to or what with listening to this, think of something that makes you mad. Someone that just like upset you the other day, stubbed your toe, whatever that may be. Right. Okay. Not stubbed your toe. Something that's like <laughs> bugging you. Yeah. Uh, think about that. And then Bob, he would say, he'd look at you right in your eyes and say, sorry, you're mad. And then he'd say, well, but because this person did this and like, I, you know, this is how I'm feeling or this is what I think is going to happen. Or, you know, and then he goes, so why are you mad? Is that in the future? And then usually mm-hmm. a lot of the times the the notions of what you're feeling are things that you're thinking about in the future. And he says, it's not real. Mm-hmm. The future hasn't happened yet. Yes. And then if it's something in the past, he's like, it's already happened. Why are you dwelling on that? Mm-hmm. And he says, be in the present. So he always brings it back to the present, which is what I love. And that's why he's not big on goal setting is because he's mm-hmm. like, why look into the future? Just act as you are during the day. Uh, let doors that open to you 
just go through those doors and it'll lead you to new opportunities and keep going. Mm. Anyway, his whole notion is if it's in the past, if it's in the, the, the future, don't let it bother you because the, the future being the main one that is hands down the one I'm wanting to talk about is it hasn't happened yet. So you're creating a story in your mind that yeah. hasn't happened yet. And you are living it as if it already has yes. and it's destroying your life. Mm-hmm. So that's what I have to say about that because Boom. I love what Bob Gattel said on that. Okay, hey, dude, that's dope. Thank <laughs> you. Um, before we close, I want to know, we've talked a lot about your success and how you're just a killer dude and Thank you. <laughs> you know, but really I want to know like what challenges you, uh, how, how so is that an open ended or is it it's open dude? Like it could be something today. It could be something in life. It could be sure. something last year. I I'll bring it back to what I was saying earlier is that one of my friends, they kind of, I, I, I me and my friend did not agree on what we were talking on. It was finances and how mm-hmm. much we want to make and what mm-hmm. we want to do with it. Uh, I the One of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire life was when I decided that I wanted to be well off, that mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to help as many people as possible. Once again, going back to the money that it's not the love that I, or the love of the money. It's I love what it can do. Mm-hmm. I love the freedom that it gives. The Probably the hardest thing and still to this day, the hardest thing uh, is, is giving up on on friends oh i mean i might even dude this is good get a little emotional while talking about this Mm -hmm. i love my friends with all my heart and if they're on my good side they've helped me out and there's someone that i love i feel like i would do any single thing possible in my power to be able to help them out be successful get out of a, a rut so when this friend just 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 recently did not believe in where i was going Mm -hmm. and how i wanted to be able to be successful he uh it really, really hurt because I've known this friend for over a decade and it was really hard to kind of just say in my mind, I even told it to my wife, I'm, I'm done. I'm not reaching out to them anymore. Really? I can't let that negativity in my life because I know it will slow me down. I know he'll help out a lot of people through his life, mm-hmm. but it's not, you know, you only have 24 hours a day. You can't help everybody out. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Impossible. You have to choose who you want to help out. Yeah. Impossible. So uh, but even growing up, like when I read the secret and things like that, mm-hmm. uh, going through church and some of the things that it would teach me, my parents taught me, I always ho- had the whole thing of it's impossible to help everybody and you got to choose who you want to surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. So when I chose to be successful, whatever that I deem successful in my mm-hmm. mind, I had to get rid of friends that were not going places in my mind where I wanted to go. Yes, they're going places of their own, but not where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And I had to cut that off. It was still to this day and still is still the is. hardest thing in my opinion that I have to do is when I have to let go of relationships because I hold relationships dear, very, very dear to my heart. Anyone that I ever build a relationship, I like to nurture a relationship before I would ever ask of anything. Mm. Uh, and I will always do that. So when I have to let go of friendships, I, I, it really hurts me. Dude, I, I think that's, me. I, yeah. But I, I know I can't reach my potential unless I give up on them. Sorry, not give up on them. Just not focus on them. Hmm. Um, if they ever came reaching out for help, sure. But Dude, that's powerful. I focus and on. I think it is not easy, but anything that's worth it, you know, yeah. isn't easy. Yes. And I think that's cool that you have the wherewithal, like the vision to know that the people you do want to be surrounded by. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's powerful dude i can see why that's difficult that's that's really tough yeah well thanks for sharing that man thanks for being authentic all right dude so we're gonna wrap it up do you have any last advice or tips like for anybody whether it's entrepreneurs just people or future kids because it's recorded Future kids yeah (laughs) yeah uh any advice uh find someone that shares your same beliefs and this mm-hmm. goes right back to what is the hardest for me is the most important. And that's mm-hmm. why, it, you know, my wife is the most important thing to me in this world because it's the most deep relationship that I have. Yeah. So it could hurt me the most. It can, it can help me the most. Dude. Go find someone. And I'm not just bringing this to marriage. I'm bringing this as a friendship, a, mm-hmm. a life lesson. Surround yourself with people that have the same vision as you. If you don't have that vision yet, that's that could take a lot it could take a very very long time i don't have a simple Mm -hmm. answer on how to get your vision Mm -hmm. but i would ask yourself why you're doing what you're doing as many times as you possibly can until you can't answer that anymore that would be one tactic that i would say but surround yourself with people that share your same vision and disregard the people that don't share your same vision i'm not saying cast them aside i'm not saying intentionally hurt them i'm saying simply surround yourself with ones that do have your intentions that would be to the end of my life. I'd love for people to be able to do that. That is awesome. Brian, thank you. This was, I learned some things. This is really cool. You gave me some things to think about. Thanks for allowing me in your home um, with your wife and cat. It's, it's, <laughs> it's been a privilege. So thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And for people checking you out, where should they Google? Uh, or Google, Well, yeah, where, where should they search? Yeah. Uh, for Amplified Minds, no doubt, AmplifiedMinds.com. Yeah. Uh, I do. I just bought my own domain the other day for, for brianhubbard.net.com okay, was already taken. So I don't know who has it. There's Damn like it. nothing there, but <laughs> dot brianhubbard.net. I want to be able to create that so that people can search me, mm-hmm. but I will gladly give out my contact info just right now. Yeah. Not my personal cell, but I'll gladly give out my, my email. So just reach out to Brian at amplifiedminds.com. That Boom. no doubt is my business one. If you want a personal one, I'm more than happy to give that, which is, Brian with an I, B R I A N dot Hubbard 1990 at gmail.com. You can only guess what year I was born, right? Uh, so that's that. And I, my inbox every single night is zero. I reply to all of them. That is a goal that I've set for myself is to go to bed with all conversations open and closed. Uh, whether they be just, Hey, I'll get back to you tomorrow. I promise I'll get back to you if you reach out. Okay, dude, you're the man. Thank you very much. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Brian as much as I did. This week's challenge is inspired by Jaybird. Check him out at Jaybird Sport. We want you to be bold and power your passion. Have you been focused in a people-pleasing state? You know, not doing what you want to do. Let's be bold this week. Do something that is not just out of your comfort zone, but something that might make people dislike you a little bit. Um, but it's something that you want and that you've been waiting to do. For example, for me, just being honest, whether it's at work or in my personal life, like finding those values and not veering from those values, being bold, being consistent and holding strong to those values. So find what those values are and be bold. I would love to hear how you are bold this week. So once you do that, you can let us know how you completed this challenge. You can post on Facebook or Instagram using hashtag Golink Challenge. Send us a private message, tag us in your stories, or use the Golink hotline 
to use the hotline call 385-626-0525 and follow the instructions. Follow us at Golink Group. My name is Ben. I love you. And this is The Golink Show.